Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Ephesians, and we're in the fourth chapter. And as I've said many times, and as I'll say many times in the hereafter, <laughs> I think that uh, this book, particularly this chapter right here, is so foundational to understanding what we are to be doing as the body of Christ and to really help us to correct the errors that we are committing, even at this very moment. Okay, there's grievous errors within the body of Christ. And so I'm going to go back to the 11th verse uh, where we've started several times before because it, this gives the answer to the problems that we have if we will just pay attention. The 11th verse says this, And he, speaking of God, gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God and to the mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. And that's verses 11 through 13, which we've gone over the last two or three episodes. But we do well to read it over and over because we see what is happening here, that God is giving gifted individuals that will equip the saints where the saints can do what we're supposed to be doing, okay? The work of the service. And this work of the service will build up the body of Christ. Well, what is building up the body of Christ? It's not building buildings. It's not bringing in tons of, of new members in the way that the church likes to do it. It's not doing what I saw this morning uh, where somebody was uh, sort of advertising their church as a place where those who believe can worship and those who don't believe will find a, a friendly place where they can also feel comfortable. I'm telling you, if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, if you're an unbeliever, you're probably going to feel uncomfortable okay? because you're going to feel convicted. Because God wants you saved, right? Well, verse 13, he says, this is going to happen, this building up the body, until we attain the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, that we're a mature man, and that we belong to the measure of the fullness of the stature of Christ. Everything that we do as the body should be oriented around things that will lead us to this. I mean, we need to examine everything. Okay, is the pool party that we're having for the senior adults. <laughs> There's a picture in your mind, right? Is the pool party we're having for the senior adults, does it go to this purpose right here? Well, somebody might say, well, it's fellowship. Well, yeah, okay, it's fellowship. I understand. But I think there's larger issues here, okay? And here he starts talking about those larger issues, verse 14. As a result, as a result of doing this, as a result of living in this way, we are no longer to be children. That is a big issue within the body. Most of the body of Christ behaves and acts as children. Most, and I'm talking about the true believers. Most of the true believers in the body of Christ are infantile in their understanding of the ways of God. You actually see it over in the book of Hebrews, when he, uh, who the author was, was writing to that particular group. He says, you know, by now you ought to be teachers, but you still need milk. You're like little uh, one- and two-year-old babies. You still need milk. You can't handle the real stuff yet. And he says, we're no longer to be children. And then he describes what happens in these situations. No longer to be children 
tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. What he's talking about is if we will live this way, if we will function as a body in this way, then we won't be deceived by this wave that comes this way or this wave that comes this way. So it may be a wave of how to grow your church. It may be a wave of how to have fellowship. Or it may be a wave of how to do outreach. All these kind of things, which at the surface looks great, look wonderful, but when you really examine them, they deny the power of God. They deny the Scripture. And they're basically just the best that man can come up with is ideas to do something. I mean, if you just really get out to it and examine it. And it's all because we refuse to do what God has told us to do. So he says, you won't be as children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Okay, getting caught up in all these little things, the wind that blows this way, the wind that blows that way. I mean, you see it right now in the ebb and flow. Uh, are you Arminian? Are you a Calvinist? Are you a Baptist? Are you a Methodist? You know, are you a cessationist? Or are you a non-cessationist? All these terms, and the scripture speaks to every one of them point blank. Okay, it gives us insight. Man is wrong across the board, you know, with so many issues. He says, so you won't be caught up by these winds of doctrine. And then he explains sort of the background behind them. By the trickery of man by craftiness and deceitful scheming. So see, these waves and these winds of doctrine are often motivated by the trickery of men, by their craftiness, by their deceit, by their scheming. Well, why would man be scheming and deceitful in such things? Well, there's several reasons. Quite often, it's just because of the money. Okay, I see that a lot in the church, folks. Oh, gosh. I see where you sit there and start speaking of the things of God. People are terrified over it because they don't want to disrupt anything. They don't want to shake anything. Everything is going fine. No, we don't need to do that. We don't want to uh, disrupt our Sunday school. No, we don't want to do that. We don't want to disrupt the worship service. No, 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 no. We don't want to do Well, what if God is leading us to do that? Well, that doesn't really matter. You know, everything is going so smooth right now. And, you know, we're, we're right at budget right now, so that's fine. I'm getting paid. I'm expecting to get a little 3% increase maybe next year. And so that will be wonderful. That will be fine. And man will be crafty and will be scheming in that way. But then, quite often, men are trickery. Uh, uh, trickery. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> it can be tricky. There we go. And crafty and scheming, motivated by some spirit that's not the Holy Spirit. It may be soulishness, it may be fleshliness, but if it's that right there, then it's a half a step away from demonic. If it's not of the Holy Spirit, then it's an unholy spirit, folks. And there is a tremendous amount of that happening within the professing body of Christ today. And so what he's telling us is if we will live this way, if we will understand that the saints are to be equipped for the work of the service and the building of the body, and this equipping comes about by that which is offered by gifted individuals, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, if we will do that, then we will no longer be as children. We will not be uh, putting up with this type of thing. Verse 15 says this. Here's what we will be doing. But speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up in all aspects, into him who is the head, even Christ. So he's saying we need to quit messing around with this stuff being tossed here and there by these ways, by the trickeration of man, by every wind of doctrine. No, grow up. Okay, Function like you're supposed to do. Speak 
the truth in love. That's what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> I may be too loud sometimes. My grandson just did that to me a while ago. We were doing something as far as school, and he wasn't exactly having the best attitude. I know you may find that hard to believe. And so I was saying things in a certain kind of way. He said, why are you yelling at me? I said, I'm not yelling at you. I'm probably speaking like I am right now. I said, I'm speaking very bluntly and very pointedly to where you will listen. And he went, oh. <laughs> and I said, no, you've never heard me yell. You don't want to hear me yell. As a matter of fact, I did yell one time about two or three weeks ago. I just said something, stop it. Just really. And he fell apart crying because he'd never heard me do that. Why did you do that? He was just shaking. I said, because you wouldn't stop it. And then everything was fine for the balance of the day. You know, sometimes God does that with us, you know, just gives us that, that directed, uh, that voice, stop it. But what he's saying here is if we speak the truth in love, we're going to grow up in all aspects into him, not grow up into this organization, this religious thing that we've created. No, grow up into him, into Christ, who's the head of the church. I mean, this is a great thing. Now, I'll tell you what, I'm running out of time, but let me read verse 16, which is very long, but it actually closes this really long sentence, and we'll pick it up the next time. So here's verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself. Folks, that is how the church grows. Not all this other stuff you see, not all the things we get caught up in, and that right there. And we'll talk more about it next time, okay? Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then. Goodbye.